Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I'm your host James and today we are going over even more bonus content for season two. And today is going to be a musical extravaganza. What I mean by that? Well, we're going to go over all of the songs of season two. And like last time, you're going to hear a little snippet so you know what I'm talking about because music is both easy and hard to describe and like it's easier with um you know if you have a reference for it like yeah i don't know like that that's just kind of how it is for music it's either like you get it or you don't i don't think like like you can describe it well enough which i mean i described it as well as i could in the episodes but you know what it's time for you to get a joyous taste of that righteous melody that uh, this show provides. So sit back, relax, and we will go over m- most of the songs of season two. They're like, okay, so so like last time, I found a YouTube channel, which I will not name this time. Uh, and, well, they've changed their name anyway, so just whatever. Wipe the slate clean. So, uh, and, like, their playlist had, like, a few little songs that I don't think are worth talking about because they do feel more of the episode. Like, like songs, like, these songs I'm going to do are mostly uh, just, like, bits of their own where, like... I know you can remove them from the context of the thing, but uh, some songs they had on that playlist was like, you know, like little bits that feel more like jokes that play into the episode and not, you know, songs themselves. All right. With that preamble out of the way, we are going to get started with the first song of season two from... Uh, Missing Blythe, it is Fashion University North. Fashion University North, stitching shoulder pads as I match my plaids. Fashion University North, living out my dream at a sewing machine. So much glamour here and so much style. How could anyone think that this is not And the reprise. Everywhere I look, I just see glamour and style. But I need other things to make my life worthwhile. Stitching for hours at a colored chart. I can't even tell these silly things apart. Fashion University North. So many shoulder pads, all I can see is plaid. Fashion University North. I feel just like a sardine stuck at a sewing machine. So, what I like about this song is, like, the the transition between the two, um, parts of it. There's, like, the upbeat part, and then there's the, 
sense of dread seeping in part. I love both of these parts. Uh, like the first part, the the more upbeat part, uh, is really good. It, it really feels like the style it's emulating, and like it's very upbeat and flashy. But even by the end of that, it gets a little overwhelming, which plays really well into the reprise when it's more overwhelming and it has the same sense of dread as like the ending to the first more upbeat part, but just amplified. And what really works is that I think the like instrumentation and the arrangement of the notes is the same but it's played to be more overwhelming cuz that's that's the thing about music it like it's a lot more emotional than you think it is like like i le- i learned this in psychology but like the when you watch something your primary sense you're using is your ears and not your eyes because like if you watch a horror movie with like you know comedy sound effects or without the score to accompany it it becomes funny apparently i haven't tested it because i don't like horror but i mean that's what i've heard and i would believe it and like like it just it show goes to show how, like how well like the the music is in this show cuz like like it's it's mostly the same i'm not even going to doubt that the notes are like all too different it's just how they're used by that like really good sax or the like violiny part i think do do do, do something like that and even like them singing they're they're just singing more full of dread but i really like both versions and like the this like whole song set like really goes together because like you know the opening is that big disney always upbeat kind of like you know something you'd see on disney channel kind of thing but then like it it, like takes it to the extreme and like breaks it down and like you know the it feels more real or it gets more real for Blythe at least and I think that really works especially for the storytelling of the episode and like where Blythe is at the beginning and at the end and I guess where everyone else is at the beginning and the end of the episode and it just like like I love the balance it creates like like they put fashion on this pedestal but then like everything else seems to fade into the background and Blythe wants to chase that and it's like really overwhelming eventually to see like the the whole of everything just come down onto Blythe and just be alone and missing everything and wow I'm getting a lot more deeper than I thought I would but you know what that's this podcast anyway um 
yeah, I think it just really works as a song, and I really like it, and the style is great. Both style, like, e- even though I said, like, the whole upbeat style, like, gets turned on its head eventually, uh, like, if it didn't, it would still be, like, a pretty good song, and, you know, it's, it, I don't know if it would be as much of a standout, but, like, you know, with, with the two intertwined, it, it works. And, yeah, I guess that's all I have to say about that. So, the next song we are going over is the song Two Times As Cute from What Meme Worry. We're twins, yeah, we're doubly cute. You can't deny that you're jealous of our sailor suits. Yeah, the girls are cute because they told me so And they pay my wage, so I rap in the show I drive this limo, I don't go slow And I don't stop driving till I get to the chateau So, speaking of overwhelming dread Yeah, this, uh, <laughs> this song Uh, I mean, I guess it's intentionally bad Because it gets, like, almost, like 10,000 dislikes or something. Uh it's been a it's been a bit since I've seen the episode, but like yeah, I I remember that definitely. And oh dear goodness. <laughs> like I mean, it's uh like like all right, this was like 2013 ish when this episode came out, so it's not too long after Friday, which I'm assuming this is what it's replicating. And for, like, a stylistic parody of that, it does the job well. And, again, like, with the whole Twilight thing, I love how they, like, take it up to, like... 11 but play it off as a 5 like so that it gets even worse uh like like I love how the biscuits like just completely antagonize the audience and like I mean like Francois's rap bit is so good though it's amazing uh but like like whatever like the 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 whole thing is silly and dumb and fun and i mean it's stylistic suck but like also uh like i didn't mention like what's actually happening last time cuz like you could probably tell but for this time i want to point out a few things that i noticed cuz like like with the visuals uh like there's there's so much like the thing i want to mention with the visuals is that uh the first time they say they're cuter than this and they're cuter than that is with like the animals at their dad's pet store but wouldn't that be detrimental to their dad's pet store because like 
their daughters are saying, hey, we're not as cute as this animal that you're bringing in to help take care of them while you're at work or whatever. So, like, it's saying we don't care about your pets. We just care about us, which I guess adds to the antagonism. But, like, oh, God, this whole thing is so, like, uh... Uh, it's, it, it is hitting all of the right notes by hitting exactly all of the wrong (laughs) notes. Uh, uh, you do not get, uh, that much. Like, you don't, you don't get that bad, like, without, without doing something. Like, it's... It's it's just it's good for what it is, which is bad, which is an extremely weird sentence to say. So uh, I guess I will end that, and I will take you to uh, the next song, Iguana Rumba from the Big Feathered Parade. So, I mean, the song's not bad. It's very catchy and very enjoyable, and it has that beat to it that, you know, is really emulative of, you know, Latin music. But, I mean, like, that bit you heard is pretty much the song. Like, I don't know. I don't think it's, like, spicy enough. Like, it's good, and it gets the job done, I guess. But, like, I don't know. I just feel this is, like, one of the weaker songs of the entire series. It's not bad, per se, but, like, it's just... I don't know how to put this. Like, I don't know. It just... I don't think there's enough to it. I think it's just little undercooked if you will just unfinished i don't know it's it's a fine song but i guess comparing it to some of the other songs it just doesn't stick out as much you know like i there like i'm gonna talk about a song later on this episode that like does this song's job and better but like i don't know the whole the whole thing about this song is that it's just it's good could be better and that's about it uh so that should bring us to the next song uh, okay spoke a little a little too fast. Uh, the next one is Dino Pets from Day at the Museum, which, if you've been listening, you can tell I am not exactly looking forward to this. 
So, much like a Lost and Found box, this isn't as bad if you weren't just sitting through everything else up to that point. Like, okay, I admit, this song is pretty dang good. And I especially like uh, when they go into their solos, which you didn't hear, but it's basically... Well, I'm going to explain it. It's like the the um, verse part that you did here, but stylized to themselves. And that's really good composition. And I really like that. And honestly, I think this song fits the like style of the show very well. It's just the whole thing, the whole episode, and the song... Everything around it is just basically this one big um, trip, I guess, for lack of a better term. And just, like, all of the stuff that is happening is just, like, I don't... I don't get it. And, like, it still bugs me. Like, even isolated, it still bugs me when... Like, like they, they transform into dinosaurs? Like, like just something about, like, transforming, uh, like, certain transforming things, I don't know, make me feel a little weird. Like, it feels like the end of Avatar, the, the James Cameron movie, like, I don't, I don't like that because he's not human anymore. I would I would have preferred it if he was human and stayed on the planet. That's that is a weird thing, but it's just it's just some transformations I have a problem with. I don't I don't have a problem with like like a banjo tra- banjo kazooie transformation cuz that's I I don't know why. This is just this is just a weird thing I have and it's not and I haven't fine-tuned where the line is yet. But it's just I don't know. That instance is just weird to me and I don't I don't like it. So uh we're gonna move on. Okay, I guess to finish off like like I said earlier, the song is actually pretty good, and like the solos are good, the verse is good, it fits well. It's just it's just surrounded by a mess. So it's essentially like like a like a hurricane relief concert 
in the eye of the hurricane, essentially. So, with that out of the way, we are going to go on to pet-friendly skies from Blaith's Big Idea. Are there any snakes on this place? Snakes! Sorry, sir, we're not that insane. No, you ain't seen nothing yet. Till you fly, Jeff. So, again, this is a good adaption of the style of the song. I don't think there's really that much of a bad adaption of a style, really, in this show. Although I'm not I'm not entirely a fan of the style itself exactly. Like I don't know, 50s lounge singing doesn't seem I mean, when it's good, it's good. And like if you can apply it, it's very good, but it's just like I don't know, if it's if it's anything below uh, like perfect or near perfect or you know, really good, uh, it kind of sounds boring-ish, and I mean, they they do well enough to liven it up a lot, and like the mixing uh, voices between the cast really works, and it's very fun, I guess, but I mean... Like, it's it's right on the edge. It's on the razor's edge between good and not good. But it lands on the side of good, and I guess that's all that matters. So, next we are going to go to the song Come to the Littlest Pet Shop from Commercial Success. You got money in your pocket that you want to spend Come to Littlest Pet Shop and be a friend For all your pet shop needs Supplies are all organic and pink and free Don't wait, just take a chance Coming here will make you want to sing and dance Second verse, same as the first So, yeah, basically this is like kind of the same style as like Pet Friendly Skies that kind of show tune thing. I mean, it does well to emulate a commercial style well, but... I mean, that's it, I guess. I don't know. It's... It's not bad, but... Like, like it just... I don't, I don't know if it's the best, but... You know... I don't think it needs to be. It just, like, for what it's worth, it gets the job done. And it's it's fun and stuff. I like all of the little bits that it has for such a short song. But, like, I don't know. It really just doesn't jump out at me as, like, one of the top songs. But it's still fine 
for what it's worth. So I guess with that being said, we're going to be looking at, oh goodness, another weird song with Shape Hari from To Paris with Zoe. Never want to leave this beautiful shape. So unlike Dino Pets and uh Lost and Found Box, this is still kind of weird. Like even outside of the context. It's just, I don't know, like, like they sing Paris's praises to the high heavens in this song. And as good as Paris probably is, I don't think it deserves that much. <laughs> like, like, Paris spends millions on tourism at revenue. When, when this song just, like, makes Paris out to be you know, the gold standard of cities. And, you know, I guess maybe tempering people's expectations is part of, uh, like, Paris's travel advisory board thing. Because you do not want to come down with Paris syndrome while you're in Paris, but you still want to enjoy everything that you want to enjoy about Paris. You know, it's just... I'm just so dumbfounded by this song. Cause like, like it just, it's like too much in how much it celebrates Paris. And I don't know, it's just, that's weird. Although taking that fact out of it all, it's actually a pretty good song, all things considered. It's like, I don't know, like, like it just, it works with the style very well. And I like how each pet, like, uses their vocal range really well. And, like, even the romance bit that Sunil has, as weird as that is, it's, um, it's still performed well. And, like, I can't deny that. It's just, it's just weird. But it's good. I like it. Also, something I caught this time is, like, uh, the lyric, if you're a frog, hide your legs. Uh, that, like, it's, it's not in the example clip I gave, but it's, it's just a little past where I cut off. But it's, it's delightful. Although, seemingly less than delightful is the fact that, like, Van Gogh is there. And, like, there's a statue of his ear. Like, like that that whole thing. What? Like, like, it's a famous thing, but, like, like, the reason for Van Gogh not having an ear 
is is a little more depressing than you would want in a kid's show. Although maybe not with this show, because, you know, they had that, like, nihilist delivery driver in uh, Inside Job. So what do I know about what this show wants? I've only recorded episodes about half of its episodes. And I don't know. It like the the fact that I'm only halfway through the entirety of the series and still don't have a full grasp on it even after going in depth as I am that just shows to you why I thought to do this show in the first place cuz cuz it's ding a dang darn weird <laughs> but uh we're going to get out of that and go into El Cobra Cabra from Super Senil. In Psychic Panda. Pandemonium! You know, I think this show has, like, a thing about, like, mid uh 1900s music just emulating it and not really elevating it that being said however unlike the lounginess of uh pet friendly skies and come to the littlest pet shop i love the dynamicness in this song i love like this old superhero theme song motif that it has it works and it's so like pure in what it is and i just i love it it it's like i'm not i'm not like bored with it even though like i would say it's not one of the better songs in the series but it it's very fun and it emulates what it wants uh very well and uh it just I just love it. Is that wrong? I hope it's not wrong cuz if it's wrong I don't want to be right. Cuz like this song is just goofy and fun and I love it. And like it's it's based like how last time I said uh, Wolfified was as thriller as you can get without it being thriller. This is probably as, like, Adam West Batman theme you can get without being Adam West Batman theme. And there's there's a certain elegance to that. So, for the next song, remember how I said mostly I wasn't going to do, like, the dumb songs that are like seconds long and feel more like part of the show. Well, I mean, I guess this is sort of a break from it, but whatever. It's it's a dumb, silly song, but I'm uh, putting it in because I love it. And we're doing uh, In Your Eyes from Sweet Pepper because I can't not. I can't not. In your eyes, 
Honestly, I just wanted to put it in just so you could hear it to see just how like much of a cheesy romance song it is, but I love it. I just love it. It's so cheesy, but it's so like what you would expect from this kind of song, but like oh, oh it's so good at what it does. Uh like like if this were put into a more serious you know like like if if this wasn't a show about talking animals and if this was like an actual romance whatever i could see this being the hit single and of uh, you know like guys everywhere groaning and making jokes about how you lose masculinity points if you like enjoy this but like i mean like people who don't care about whatever toxic masculinity has to bring into it is like no come on man and it's it's just i just like this song because it's so dumb but i love it and i guess that's all i have to say so oh goodness yes yes so the next song is Dance Foo Fighting from uh, Shanghai Hijinks. And oh my goodness, it, it, this, this is one of the reasons that you have to thank for this podcast's existence. Because th- this is just a pure distillation of joy for Exactly all of the wrong reasons. Oops, watch out, ghost, you didn't see that. A twinkle on my toes, a one, two, three, splat. Every pirouette spin is faster than lightning. If there's anything I'm good at, it's dance food fighting. I'm the terracotta king, you don't stand a chance. I've got a hundred ancient warriors just waiting to dance. Every kick step, a perfect synchronization. The undefeated ghost army of the dead food nation. You've been buried in the ground since ancient times. I know trees who are better at busting out rhymes. Your moves are so old, they're all covered in rust. Prepare your ghost army to be turned to dust. A little dozy doze step and then repeat. Huh, this is one dance where I step on your feet. I spin like a dervish, just try and run. That's ghost army zero to 101. Uh, where, where do I even begin with this? gem this masterpiece of a song uh like i really don't know where to begin like 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 i mean i sure you know what i'll start at this point brain um i will say that like as as a rap as a rap battle even it does the job fairly well. It's it's rhythmically good. I like how it flows. And I like like all of the taunting and the back and forth. And the performers do well. And they're they're good at like getting the raps out fast and be being good at it. I don't know like in that aspect it's fine 
what I don't get is why this is here at all in the first place. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it would fit the show exactly. And the fact that it's just against Chinese ghosts and a dragon eventually is just really odd and bizarre. And I don't, uh, uh, like this, I don't, this is just magic. Like it's, it it's weird in all of the right and wrong ways. It is like, like if I had to boil this show down into a song, it would probably be this song. Like, I wouldn't say it's the best song in the show that's coming next season, hint, hint, or rather, making you wait. But, like, like the show is weird, but fun, and good, but bad, and a, a tinge racist, maybe, but aside from that, still pretty decent overall, and you know what, like, there's, there's, there's just, I don't know how, I would not know how to, like, break this song down even further, I just, I'm just too dumbfounded by it, it's just, like, it's performed well, but it's in a weird context, and I don't know, like, stylistically it's good, but, like, not coherent with the rest of the show. It's just, it's something else. It is something else entirely. And we're gonna get something else entirely. Maybe not on the level of this, but uh, somewhat close with Biscuit Twins Rhapsody from Grounded. Buying more won't make you happy. We don't agree, but now we need some more money. Working hard is the best reward that you could ever get. To life than looking pretty Jealous you don't look this good Helping others makes you happy We agree if you are helping me So right off the bat, this is a Rogers song, so I'm already psyched about this. And the fact that they parody Bohemian Rhapsody in this, I mean... Like, like, it, it's not that strange, because, like, like, the whole setup is that he's t turning on one of his classics, and, like, the Biscuits are upset about it, and, like, it just goes into this, and, like, the flow from that to this is really well established, and just, like, uh, like, 
because it's a parody of Bohemian Rhapsody, they they have different. It's not as dynamic as Bohemian Rhapsody, because Bohemian Rhapsody is like five minutes, and this is like two and a half. But like, it's it does what it can, and like the different levels make it work and like like the <laughs> and when it comes together in the end it's so good uh, uh it's not it's not as out there as like uh dance through fighting but it's odd but it's not that odd and it's only odd but like without context like in context, it's just really fun and great, and I like it. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 just a very good song. Like, cause it's a Roger song. I can't hate Roger. I just can't. Uh, so that being said, we're. Ditching Roger, but keeping the biscuits for the next song, Two for One, from Inside Job. Well, I mean, it's not the um, Twice as Cute song, because this song is actually pretty good. And I think the reason for that is that, like, in uh, Twice as Cute, uh, like, they were trying to appeal to everyone. But in this one, they're just going full villain, and this is just a full villain song, and I dig it. And all of the imagery for this is, like, exactly what you would see in a negative campaign ad against the them. But this is all, like, for them. And, oh, they're just embracing their inner villains. And it works delightfully for this song. And, like... Like, I even think it fits the aesthetic of the show, even. Like, the whole... Like, this is basically a mean girl mantra, and it's very fun, and, like... Like, all of the instrumentation just shows off how evil it is. Even though, like, it's just everything in this song is used for evil, and... Ah, uh, I love it. It's so fun. It's such a fun dynamic. Also, I do want to bring up one of the lyrics uh, where, like, Whitney says, my hair is dark, and then Brittany says, my hair's like pale. I can't believe I didn't really think of this beforehand, or at least internalize it. But 
Which one of them dyed their hair? Like, it's it's plausible on either side. Because, like, I don't know. It's probably Brittany. But you never really know. And that adds to the creepiness factor and makes their villainy stand out even more. And, like, all of the things in this make their villainy stand out even more by showing how alike and close they are and how much they want to rule the world. Uh, It's so... It's so evil. I like it. So, next we are doing Song of Brazil from uh, Planet on Rio. So this was the song I was talking about earlier when I was talking about Iguana Roomba. Like, this song is a lot more dynamic. It's it's just a better version of that song. It's more memorable. Like, I don't I don't want to say it's more Latin, because that's that's something I can't track, but like it feels livelier and like it feels more about something i guess even though it's just about how great brazil is essentially but i mean it's just it's just a fun song like i think my problem with iguana rumba is like the whole hero worship thing like like the episode is like telling us to avoid meanwhile this just seems like hey this is just great and fun and lively and just so good like like this is even better than Shape Harry and like telling us about how great Brazil is cause like I mean it doesn't go overboard it's just this is fun and I can dig it. It's just... This is just a fun, fun song. And... Like, I don't I don't know what else to say. Like, it's, it's a very fun song. I guess. It's very fun, very dynamic, very easy to get into. And so, I guess that's all I can say because I'm repeating myself. So, we're just going to go on to the next song... Uh, just unplug from Littlest Bigfoot. It's time to stop and seize the day. Pack your bags, grab your friends, and just get away as you're feeling the sun warm. Your heart right up and you light in your low when you 
such a good song. Like, it's probably because it's by the same person that song uh, Won't Be Long from season one. But dang. Like, this this feels like it could actually be a song. Like, like one you would hear on the radio, not one that they just made for the purposes of this show. Like, honestly, like, like, this is what makes, like, this moment probably, like, one of the best in the season and probably one of the best in the series because it's just, it's just fun. Like, them having fun on their camping trip and it's a song about camping and exploring and it's just... Like, like the the combination of the two, like, it becomes more than the sum of its parts. I love, like, the, the, like, melody and the voice that accompanies it. And it's just, it's just so well done. I, I, uh, man. Like, I don't, I don't know what to say about this one, because, like... It's just good and like really good, almost too good for the show even. But like, like I mean, it still fits within the show too. Like, ah, oh, ah, oh, so beautiful, so beautiful. And yeah, so I don't get sidetracked again. We're moving on to uh, Cyril McFlip from. Hedgehog in a plastic bubble. I'm Cyril McFlip, and I'm here to discover how two best friends fell out with each other. Before today, they were thickest thieves, spending all their time watching scary movies. But now we know there's something wrong, and that is why I'm singing this song. So, maybe mid-1900s music, they're only good at emulated and not else, but mid-1800s to late-1800s, I guess, they're really good at it. I really like this song. It's it's an interesting song. Uh, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it definitely stands out, and it definitely, like is really good for what it is and i appreciate like how it tackles the style and how like russell has the verses and the girls have the chorus and it just works well together it's very good i guess i don't know i'm getting a little tired from like doing all of these and I still have a few more to get through, but we'll troop on. Uh, is there anything in particular I like about this song? I mean, I mentioned, like, the Russell and girls thing. I mean, the animation for it is fun. Because it's delightfully Victorian. And, you know, like, they they, they bring in a saber-toothed tiger and ghosts. There's ghosts in there, and it's fun the song is just really fun and i'm uh, you know honestly there's not a lot more i can say about that
So we're gonna keep it going with All Around the World from uh, Expo Factor. So, I also really like this song. Uh, I wouldn't say I like it as much as the previous few songs, but it's still good and it's enjoyable. It's not entirely for me exactly, but I mean, it fits the show and... I guess the show isn't entirely for me as well, but it's somewhat for me and I'm I kind of dig it. It's fine, I guess. I it's I wouldn't jam out to this all of the time, but like I'd put it on every once in a while. Um I guess with the visuals too, like like I I I practically did this episode in like the actual episode but like um i mean there is sort of a correction i want to make uh i think i said sunil's outfit was indian like even then i had doubts but like i mean i guess looking at it again it looks more african i guess which also has ties to british colonialism but I'm not a hundred percent sure, and I really want to say it's Indian because Sunil is Indian, and that's why I said it earlier. But like, I don't know. Uh, future James here. Uh, I wanna wanna insert something quick. Uh, I said I don't know to end it because I really don't know what I'm talking about here. But uh, from the way it sounded, it sounds like I was just trying to continue which I wasn't going to I don't I don't want to dig myself that much of a rabbit hole but like e- even then it's it's just weird is all like I don't I don't really know what to say about this I just it's it's complicated and I wouldn't understand like the other side of the coin on this aspect, which is racially charged at best. And it's just a a tad weird for me to talk about, especially since I'm not an expert in it. I'm just doing this dumb thing for fun and here we are. So, um, that's all I had to say. Uh, let's get back to what else I had to say about this song. Like, the song is a good beat. Delilah's singing is very well done. And 
it matches the song to a T. And I don't know, it's just it's fun and likable. I mean, I don't uh it's not my thing entirely though, is the thing. It's I mean, I guess it's a little too diva for me if I had to put any word to it. But like it's not bad by any stretch of the imagination and all of like the fun playing with the fantasy they do even though playing with the fantasy is one of my biggest critiques with this part like it really does a good job at it it's good at the thing I don't like is not the best compliment in the world but it's a it's a compliment nonetheless. There, there's an art to doing something well. Even if that something is awful. I mean, I, I'm not going to condone anything awful for the sake of it being well put together. But I wouldn't say this is awful. It's just weird and confusing more than anything. But the song's great. Or good at least. I like it. So, let's move on to the better song of the episode. Uh, uh, won't have to look too far from, again, the Expo Factor. Nothing to lose if you're taking the chance When your friends are right there with you You can do anything that you set your mind to No matter if it seems so hard Friends are here, here to go through it too You won't have to look too far You can do anything that you set your mind to No matter if it seems so hard Friends are here, here to go through it too You won't have to look too far Okay, just to explain quickly, the reason I cut it off, like, after Zoe started talking is because it's very, very hard or at least awkward to edit, like, that split, because I think they overlap, kind of, so you would hear, won't have to look too far, and that's it, and that seems awkward, so I I just put it there so that you can, you can hear it, it's... It's really dumb, but also, I guess, one of the reasons I like this song a lot. It's, like, very good. And, you know, like, like, uh, won't be too long from, uh, Summertime Blues. Like, this song has, like, a great sentimental feeling to it, and... Like, it even reflects that in the animation where they, like, flash back several times to events that have occurred. And, like, they're also helping Blythe construct the thing. And, honestly, this is a very heartfelt song. And, like, it's heartfelt, but it's still something you could, uh, you know, listen to whenever... 
It's not like the Johnny Cash version of Hurt where, like, it's good, but you really only want to listen to it if you want to feel sad. And, you know, if most of the time you want to be happy, but, I mean, there are times you want to be sad, but if most of the time you want to be happy, you can put this on and it can still have some sort of effect. And weirdly enough, I'm going to say this, like, like, this is going to be weird, okay? I think that this is the perfect candidate for, like, an Elite Beat Agents game if they had representation from different cartoons and stuff. I think this would be that, because, like, like, it's really, really good at, like, being adaptable to that style. It's it's weird, but I at least know what I'm talking about. I hope you know what I'm talking about, too, because if not, it's just going to be a pile of mesh, this audio. But, like, I really think, like, the beats are all great. Like, the song fits with, like... They're putting up something and getting over Blythe's fears. That's something the Elite Beat agents would dance to. Uh, uh, I'm going crazy. Uh, So, that's it, you might think. Well, no, actually, because I've decided to also do the songs from the shorts. And that's going to add a little bit more time here, but I want to do them. So let's start with um, uh, a dance party from Tail Ravium. So, as you could probably guess, I'm going to call this song fun. Because it is. And a lot of the songs in this show are fun. But, I mean, as a song itself, it's, like, really good. Yeah, no, I'm repeating myself on everything. I was going to say it emulates the style well, and it does. And I think it even somewhat fits into the universe of Little's Pet Shop, I guess. But I really do mean it every time I say it. Like, I wouldn't haphazardly throw it out if I didn't mean it. And, you know, props to... Uh, Elaine Shepard on this. I have the thing. It it is listed here on Wikipedia. But like. Just Unplug or whatever isn't. It says Chorus. But it might be the same person. But I don't think it is. But. Either way. Like. 
I like the message of the song, which is like just to have fun on the dance floor because you like to dance. But like, I don't know. I really don't know. It's it's just one of those things where like I'm like an hour and so into this episode of the podcast and I don't know. I'm starting to run out of things to say, but like honestly, it's a really really good song and I like I even like when it speeds up at near the end where like the tails start dancing on their own and they like start lighting up the place a bit more with flashing lights. It's just such a good performance and such a good song and I really like it. So next we have... Uh, girl time from the ladies of LPS. Girl time to me means getting silly, being myself, and <laughs> laughing till we roll on the floor, joking some more. One gag and we're set. There are some jokes just for my girls. The boys will never get because girl time it makes us strong. Listen as we sing our song. Girl time is what we need. So, yeah, it's it's a good song. It's a fun song. It fits really well into the universe of Littlest Pet Shop. But I'm going to say it's not my favorite song that, like, fits well into the universe of Littlest Pet Shop. Maybe that's why they do such diverse songs, so you don't have that much to compare them to but even then you still have to ground it back to its reality sometimes and uh it's like it's a good song nobody's gonna deny it but i don't think it's the best song like essentially it's the what's my age again of Songs that fit the Littlest Pet Shop dynamic. No one's going to say it's the best. But a lot of people will say it's up there. And you know what? Like for the topic, it's a really good topic. It's really interesting. I like it. And like even, even Penny Ling says like some boys don't like this clarifying that some boys are like that and you know it's just fun really like it's like it's it's good but there are better examples but this is still really good i guess i don't know like it's still really good overall and yeah, okay, I'm I'm getting back into this territory. So we're going to move on to Pet Peeves from Littlest Pet Peeves. What's so wrong with sitting still even just once in a while? You're moving so much that you're doing 
I just really love this short. Like, like most of the short is the song, and like I just really love the song. It's such a good song. Like, like I said, um, I guess since we're getting more into it, I guess like what I said that like the closest song in the show I have to compare is like the Sweet Shop. Because it has that kind of same soda jerky feel, but this is clearly up-tempo. And it's not as harmonizy because, like, they had eight voices in that and, like, four in this. So they have half the voices. But about the same range, I guess. But, like... It works really well, and I like it. And I love how all of the instruments are utilized. And all the vocalizing as well. Like, it's so good. And I also love how, even though they're talking about how they hate each other at the moment, they're really, really well in sync with their dance numbers. It's very, very musically and... Very, very fun. Very, like, jukeboxy. It's... It's so good, though. I just... I just love it, is the thing. And I guess when that's all you have to say about it... I think I ran into this problem last time. And since we're going on a little longer... Um... It's gonna be a little more prominent. But... We're done with this song because I just like it. Anyway, um, so we're going to go on to uh, the fabulous song from the Fire Hydrant song, which is really confusing, but it makes sense to me. It's not just a word, it's a lifestyle. Being fabulous means taking it the full mile. Fabulous is walking to your own beat, expressing yourself as the person you were meant to Yeah, again, fun. That's probably the most said word on this, but... um, Like, you might think that I would say this has the diva problem that Around the World has, but it kind of does and it kind of doesn't. It's more of my thing than Around the World, but it's still kind of diva-y, and... I guess that's Zoe's character to a T. Like, kind of diva-y. Like, when you scratch the surface, she's, for lack of a better word, human. But she presents herself as, like, a diva among divas. And that is a fun character dynamic. And it's really represented well here. And I think she's just 
putting on airs to be more confident about herself because like she she doesn't really care too much about winning she just wants to have fun with people and i guess this is a way to bolster her confidence and that's that's how she expresses her fabulousness in this song like like the beginning of the short is just her having like a crisis of fabulousness and like i mean i wouldn't imagine delilah or uh madame palm to have a crisis of fabulousness because they're more fabulous like i guess this is like a distillation of who zoe is as a character and it works really well for her and it's really well presented and it's just like it's just about being confident and that confidence brings success so it's essentially build it and they will come and uh you know that's i like that it's it's a very good song for that and so we are on to the last song, Boys Don't Care About Clothes, from uh, Just Not Into It. We boys have better things to do than trying on clothes, because you want us to. I might look great in this cool white suit, but it doesn't mean that it's all that clever for the white hat. Oh, 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 no, I'm not your one-man fashion show. Even if this combo is inspired, a really cool guitar would be required. Something like this? Oh, yes! Oh, wow. Boys don't care about clothes Fashion is for girls, not macho guys like us Everybody knows There's one thing boys don't care about And that's Oh, wow, you look really good in that You think so? I was worried it makes my butt look big So You might have heard me bandy about the phrase Uh, fits the feel of the show When it comes to songs and you're probably wondering what that means if you don't know exactly what I'm talking about. But, like, I don't know. I feel like the feeling of this show feels modern-y. Like, modern white pop is, like, the best way to describe how I think songs should be in this show like pop and pop rock uh, just essentially something you would hear on the radio and all right like i can't get around it all right i'm gonna try to explain my thoughts on this but i am a little tired so i'm not all there and it's fine for explaining songs but talking about serious issues like this is not the best so i mean i don't know it just feels white essentially it's not that i don't think more, traditionally more black artists couldn't fit into this show it's just that i haven't really seen an, an example of that i think it did pretty good all things considered 
because I'm really tired and I'm really hungry. So anyway, what does all of this have to do with this song? Well, like I said, I think it fits well into this show, even though it's slightly different than like some of the other songs. This feels like boy bandy, while a lot of other songs just feel pop rocky. And the boy band feel really works with it. And they're really good at like synchronizing and harmonizing and like, you know, playing with the music really well. It's just, uh, I listed this as probably my favorite song short and my second favorite short overall for a reason. It's really good, and I really find it fun, and that's about the extent I can say to it, because, like, it, it is just that. It's, it's boy bandy, it's fun, it fits, I love it, all of that. Like, it's very well done, and, you know, I guess that's it. So, that has been the Season 2 songs. But before I go, we have a bit of housekeeping. So, the reason I am doing this so close to the shorts is because um, the next two bonus episodes and eventually getting back into Season 3 might take a bit because I'm going to be a tad bit busy with things. Uh, one of which is the upcoming election, and again, I encourage you to vote if you can. So, uh, the other thing is that, uh, like, the other stuff is going to take a while, and there are things in my life that are going to be interrupting, so, um... It's going to be a bit, but hopefully this will tide you over. I spent a good amount of time on this. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed it and all of the songs and how I described them, maybe. And uh, if you did, please leave yourself a rating and review on Shout Engine, on Apple Podcast, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go when they are trying to escape the existential dread of fashion camp. And be sure to tune in next time for more bonus content. I will see you then.